my friend says caffeine's a drug. I said, oh, tell your friend, fuck you. I want to be a buddy with Just a little breakfast. Hello and welcome to Breakfast Punks, a podcast about weird shit, DIY punk and picking it up. Picking it up. From Hastings, I'm Dave. <laughs> and I'm Siobhan and welcome to episode 59, which we're calling Scar Punk 2 or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bone. <laughs> the bone being the trombone. <laughs> this isn't a porn episode. Well, no, it's supposed <laughs> to be a gag, isn't it? It's a good gag. Could good mean gag. many different bones. <laughs> you'll be pleased name to hear all the, name all the bones you'll be, <laughs> no you'll be pleased to hear that your beloved breakfast punks have on mm-hmm. this day mm-hmm. just had a nice breakfast we've had a bloody good breakfast which i feel is on brand and therefore <laughs> worth bringing up <laughs> in case you ever wondered what we do prior to making podcasts uh, well i mean it probably is strange to anybody who didn't tune into the first like four episodes episodes, as to why this thing is called breakfast punks yeah i'm not going to explain it but i just thought it was worth mentioning that we have just eaten we have actually had some we are human beings who sometimes eat breakfast we have sustenance two to three meals we also listen to punk well we don't know we just listen to scar obviously yeah um, giving it away giving it away uh, (laughs) (laughs) but that is why we are called the breakfast punks we had hash browns because we eat breakfast (laughs) we had mushrooms we had uh what do we have scrambled tofu this is joyous we had some richmond's Oh yes, some nice Richmonds, which Copi- I'm I'm of the opinion are nicer when oven cooked. Oh, but I think that you might have a harsh opinion on oven cooked Richmonds, uh, oven the co- meat free ones, I should say. I've never had a real Richmond. I have had a real Richmond, and I think actually um, in the meat world, Richmond sausages are considered pretty shit. Mm. But in the vegan world, Richmond sausages are supreme. Well, they're, um, they're I think cheap it's the and good, they're nice. Well, it's the good in between because meat Richmond sausages are made of like arseholes and hooves, mm. and so not a lot of like prime meat. And the meat-free ones, I wonder how much I different they are. I think our assholes are prime meat, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Your assholes prime meat. <laughs> but I think the difference between a vegan Richmond sausage and a meat one is probably about 3% of meat. Hmm. I don't think there's much difference. Both of them are made of dust. Well, anyway, better oven cooked than fried. Oh, you're wrong. That's uh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we have? Uh, kale, because we're health. I, we did have kale, and that's yeah. that's not just that was genuinely a choice, not because we were about to do a <laughs> podcast, and we thought we'd better bring up and better sound like greens, we are. Yeah. Uh, we're very healthy. Well, we did need a vegetable. It's been a while <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, that's why we're called the Breakfast Punks. Yes. So uh, we are going to start this episode with a brand new. <gasps> I mean, it's probably not really. This is a brand new segment. Which I may or may not make a a jingle for. I haven't decided yet. Just in case you don't, should we sing one now? Yeah. Mailbag. It's a mailbag. (laughs) I think we've done it. (laughs) So, please, if you would like to mail us something and we can read it out on air please do so. Shamcityroasters at gmail.com. Oh, God, if you'd want to post us something. I would love to. I mean, I'm not going to read our address out really loud. Or should I? No, I don't know. No. But I'd love some post. 
if you want to post us something and you already have some kind of contact with us, <laughs> then, <laughs> then message us and then we'll send you our address and then you can post us something. But we That's had really an good. email anyway is the boop point. Boop. So now we've created this new section and it may, you may never hear of this again. Well, we have had emails in the past. This isn't to say this is the first ever email we've received, but it is the first in a while. <laughs> yeah, this is true. And, uh, and it's something which may help us to s- explain... Why we're doing this. Why we're doing this second episode on Scarpunk. So this is from Harris from the uh, band Police. Oh, I think lovely. You just say police, don't you really? But um, they, or maybe Police. We had this discussion when we, we played We did, them. and they did clear it up for us, yeah, and I've completely remember. forgotten what they said. But to be fair, you do pronounce words extraordinarily strange sometimes, so if you say police, that's probably how you say it anyway. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, hi, Dave and Siobhan. Just listened to your Scarpunk episode and hey. wanted to say thank you for not being too mean about the genre. Aww. I think, it, um, yeah, I apologise. Is that sarcastic? Because I think yeah, we were quite it's horrible. got a ha-ha on the end, but I didn't want to do that, but I've done it now. <laughs> uh, Real Big Fish have a lot to answer for in terms of ruining the image of Scarpunk, but <laughs> not unlike the pop punk bands of the same era mm. they got people interested in the genre which probably spawned all of the non-silly ska punk bands of today the stupid yeah. stupid henchmen are the peak in my opinion along with atrocity solution and corrupt vision hey, so corrupt, corrupt vision, vision. Uh, we've played on this podcast they're fucking brilliant and uh, toxic what's it put out their album they are fucking brilliant i have to say the stupid stupid henchmen are also extremely good oh, fantastic. and atrocity solution are also very good fantastic I was going to message them and ask them if we could play a song, but I forgot. Maybe next time. Uh, Scar is life now, so <laughs> indeed. we'll be, we'll be well, you know, playing uh, these bands. As part of, of this life, I mean, I don't go on Facebook anymore, but the Crack Rock Steady group on Facebook is a great place to find decent Scar Punk, and there's some Ooh, good people in there too. Maybe we should do that. So if nothing else, I might post the fact that uh, we've made a podcast in it. <laughs> um, love the podcast. Keep it up, and I hope your cat is okay. Cheers, Harris. Aww. P.S. In With The Out Crowd is less than Jake's worst album, Fight Me. Siobhan, I can't remember whether What's you with agree with that or not. What's the one that you hate? Um, I think it's called The Anthem, or at least it's got that song on it. Ah, you see, I thought it was that one. It might be called In With The Out Crowd, I don't know. I mean, in fact, the problem with Listen Jake is, for all their good, they have made some stonkingly shit albums. Well, I don't agree with that at all anymore. So ah! uh, now... I th- uh, you need to listen to whatever the album is that I can't remember <laughs> that was their big album that had some hard, uh, chart shits on it. Hard shits? Pardon? <laughs> Had some hard shits on it. Chart what does a what does a less than Jake hard shit sound like? Um, that horrible song called "She's Gonna Break Soon." Okay, that's fucking. That's a hard song. shit. That, that is a hard shit, which well, was also a chart hit. <laughs> well, anyway, um, thank yeah. you, Harris. Thank you for sending us this lovely message. That was so thoughtful and thought and, out. Um, it? Our cat is all right. She um, <laughs> she uh, spent all morning <laughs> clearing up her piss out of our carpet. She is much better than she was. She, she seems happy. She's not necessarily causing us that much happiness. She shit. <laughs> she shit my bed <laughs> the other night uh, and didn't I move. Know. She just. I was in. Uh, Siobhan was doing a night shift. I was in the bed on my own. She'd snuggled up to me. It was really quite lovely. We were having a lovely spoon. I was woken up at two in the morning. I put my hand down. Felt something a bit warm and a bit a bit dodgy. Pulled the pulled the covers back and she was just laying there like nothing had happened with loads of shit just behind her. So she didn't seem to care. But no. I. I'll be honest. I did. <laughs> should as, as, as an owner should when they find this shit in their bed uh, she's also doing something that old cats i think generally do whereby she seems to think that as long as one of her feet is touching <laughs> the cat litter it's fine to just piss 
<laughs> yeah. It's not a problem well, anymore. Sometimes, so she's got a cat litter house, which has a big step on it that mm. you have to get over. But I don't think her back legs are quite in tune with the rest of her body. So sometimes she gets most of the way in and it dribbles out the side. But sometimes she gets in with her back legs on the step. So her asshole is like flying into the air. And then she just does a big wee. And it's like a water fountain that misses everything, goes straight on the carpet about a metre away. And once and it starts, yeah, once there's it nothing. Starts, you just have to sit and watch. You just come out and go, oh, is she in the... Oh, no. No, she is so not in the cat litter tray. And now our carpet is completely covered in piss. Uh, so, yeah. That's, but anyway, that's uh, other than other than general toilet issues, which, again, don't seem to be bothering her in any way. She's she's fine. She she's, is fine. She's wonderful. She can't sleep unless she is literally on your shoulder at night. Yeah. So there's that. No which is nice, nice and nasty at the same time. Nice and nasty. Um, but in relation to this scar punk business Aww. that we discussed last episode, if you didn't listen to that episode, this one's probably not going to make much sense. So you might as well go back and listen to that first. True. We're doing this second episode, I think, for a couple of reasons. Yeah. One is because when I was editing it, I realised that we didn't talk about any of the things that we were going to. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> so I thought very that little space. we really didn't cover very much. There was a lot more to cover. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I thought, yeah, that'd be quite interesting. But also, I think I felt a bit harsh. <laughs> well, <laughs> once all was said and we'll, done, we'll get into it properly. But you've. Not only had a little bit of a change of heart during that episode, you've had a bit of a change of life since that episode. <laughs> In two I would weeks, say. Well, the gentlemen. last two weeks have been extraordinarily. Uh upstroked and uh, brass banded in our house there's a lot of um yeah. lot of scar nowadays but that had already started and i think the i think my concern was that the way when we discussed the scar yeah. i more or less just said it was a bunch of massive babies with silly legs you said that an awful lot and uh, how i hated them all mm. and i did wonder a little bit whether about halfway halfway through that discussion people might have thought this guy's a fucking cunt and turned me off before i got to the end where i said actually oh, having yeah, done this episode uh, it turns out that i love scar now yeah i think last episode pretty much just solidified you don't like real big fish but you kind of <laughs> tarnished everyone with the same horrible brush well now- to some extent but there is some shit too but um yeah. Anyway, since then we've got completely obsessed with Scar. Yeah. It's all pretty much all we've done. So it's all we're been gonna on its head. we're gonna now try again to have a dis- <laughs> have the discussion that we planned last <laughs> week with a slightly more positive attitude. Yeah, we've come round. The happy the happy beat of Scar has infected our lives, and we can't go back. And with that in mind, mm-hmm. we're actually going to play some Scar music on this podcast Yeah, as another well. thing we neglected last week in our Scar <laughs> episode. We didn't play a single Scar song. <laughs> <laughs> Only a couple, mind you. It was going to be entirely Scar, but again, I just didn't get around to it. <laughs> so uh, this first band, though, is called Rochambeau, ooh, ooh. and they're from Norwich. Yes! Uh, this is from their album Survive, Revive, Revolt, which is out now on Pook Out Records. I see mm-hmm. what they've done ah, there. And uh, it's called The Crawl, so this is Rochambeau. Oh, so it's time to fail Stuck in black holes Getting hard to be 
this Thursday. Breaking news is part of this job. You are fake news. News. This is what's happening in your world tonight. It's fucking news. Gerald Johnson is a priest from Michigan. Okay. Good. Uh, he's on TikTok. Like all priests from Michigan, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a heart attack. <laughs> this sounds like a really lovely story, yeah? Uh, and he died, but he was revived oh. by medics. Okay. So he's alive now. Don't yeah. worry, he's still on TikTok. Don't oh, worry, everyone. Oh, God, I was worried. But in the brief period that he was dead, he had an unusual near-death experience in which he visited hell. So he couldn't have been a very good priest. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he saw things that shocked and horrified him that he wouldn't wish upon his worst enemy. Uh, he entered hell through the very centre of the earth, he says, and the things I saw there are indescribable, but he still goes on to describe them. <laughs> of he, he claims does. to have seen a man walking on all fours like a dog, burning from head to toe. <laughs> his eyes were bulging, and worse than that, he was wearing chains on his neck. I don't think that's worse. Is than, that worse? I quite, I quite like the idea of having chains around my neck. I don't want chain. my eyebrows yeah. to bulge. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the last bit I'd worry about if I was completely on fire and my eyes were falling out of my head. He was like a hellhound. Woo-hoo, there was a demon holding the chains. It does sound a little bit like a cartoon. It sounds like something out of Ren and Stimpy, Or actually. like a little sex club that he uh, might have Yeah, that as well, which I'm sure he has. He also says he heard demons singing some songs which were meant to torture people. And the two songs he heard were Rihanna's Umbrella and Bobby McFerrin's Don't Worry, Be Happy. Oh, <laughs> in fairness, I think that if I went to hell, I would expect some Rihanna songs, probably. Well, I was going to ask you. That was where I was going, really. What song songs? Is... When you go to hell, yeah. what sort of chains are you going to have to wear? But more importantly, uh-huh. what uh, what songs will be well, playing? Well, uh, keep it... in mind, this is demons singing the song. So you're not hearing uh-huh. the original. You're hearing oh. a, an well, I might prefer demons version. singing that Rihanna song. It might be good. Is it your own personal hell? Like in, yeah. um... I mean, it's made up. This man's made this up. It's a dream. So these know? are his least favourite songs, <laughs> so, probably. Yes. Oh, gosh, what am I hearing? Well, that Jesus is a friend of mine song is probably going to be playing quite loudly uh... in there. That's pretty damn awful song it's, it's ironic be that that would be your song in hell though well yeah exactly I don't yeah. think Don't Worry Be Happy is a horrible song maybe no. I've listened to too unless much Scar demons, I only like happy Scar unless it was like now. demons singing it really like viciously and like like negatively <laughs> don't worry <laughs> but like maybe it's like ironic and he's like I'm burning in hell and now you're singing Don't Worry Be Happy at me you horrible yeah. nasty demon I don't know what song I would hear in hell. And my go-to in previous weeks would have immediately been a various Scar songs. Oh. <laughs> I would have probably just reeled off. Life has changed. But uh, now it wouldn't be. I don't know. Um, so if I heard 21 Seconds by So Solid Crew or once, if I heard it once, I'd probably be over the moon. If I heard it three or four times, I'd be all right. If I heard it on repeat for the rest of my dying days in hell, yeah. I, that might do it. That I, might get me. Mine would just be one tiny bit of a song, and I'm not 100%. I think I know who this song is by. You're going to sing it, though? It, yeah. If yeah. I if if all I heard for the rest of my life was sexy, <laughs> that would be the worst Liberty thing. X. Liberty X. I thought it was Liberty <laughs> X. Everything about you so sexy. What and then it just keeps going again? around. So the sexy, sexy the sexy is always, it's kind of like London's Burning. So it's always every, the start of the thing. Oh my God. If Liberty X were demons singing that song in a round. I think they are demons, aren't they? Uh, probably. I can't I think, really remember enough about them, but I'm pretty sure, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're demons. <laughs> in hell singing that song, I don't know what it's called, uh, in a round. <laughs> Surely it's called Sexy. Don't they just say sexy over and over again? I don't know. In your hell version, then, yes. <laughs> 
I hope my version of sexy wasn't so good that Spotify take us off the air. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, is that the dulcet tones of Libby X? Shit, Libby oh. X have come back. They've gone down a couple of octaves. <laughs> well, speaking of shit, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll go in there. Six scientists swallow Lego Sex heads. Six scientists. Six. Oh, <laughs> That's not the link at all. <laughs> um, and this isn't a sexy thing either. Six scientists swallow Lego heads to see how long it takes them to poo them out. Mm. This is a legit scientific study that's been done. Boffins. Uh, boffins have been boffins involved. Boffins have been doing it. Six scientists swallowed Lego figureheads in order to find out how long it takes to poop them out. I'm just happy to see that science is finally willing to tackle the big questions, to be honest. The study is called Everything is Awesome, Don't Forget the Lego. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but because apparently you can Sorry, forget that you poo- swallowed is Lego. Pooing, is that awesome? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Everything um, is awesome is just shitting (laughs) i really don't know why it's called this Hmm. um but this is a serious and super important study that was published in the journal of pediatrics and child health and used two scoring systems the stool hardness and transit or shat Hmm. and the found and retrieved time or fart oh they're a lot of fun aren't they these boffins and that is actually what they're called um, the shat score was split into two pre-shat scores, which logged to the normal bowel habits of the researchers and a post-shat score that was logged after the Lego head was swallowed. The fart score was a little more grim, if you can imagine, and required the participants to sift through their poop in the days following in the hopes of finding a little yellow head. But the reason that they did this study is quite a serious one, apparently. It's when small children are swallowing things by accident. We need to kind of know how long it's going to take for things to come out. And if it hasn't come out after a certain amount of time, then do we need to be looking inside these children to find whatever the hell they've swallowed? Isn't a Lego head quite a small item, though? You would be more concerned about a child swallowing something slightly bigger than a Lego head. Even like the Lego body is larger than the Lego head. I guess it's maybe because it's like a commonly swallowed thing, but Mm. I don't know. Mm. Um, How long do you think it took for a Lego head to come out? Of a grown human being. Well, so they're fun scientists. They are fun, intrepid scientists. I'm just trying to think what their diet is probably like. I'm guessing, I'm going to presume that they eat a lot of shit. So, uh, and not actual shit. Not actual human feces. So I'm guessing they're a bit bunged up. I'm going to say 48 hours. Well, you're not far off. According to the study, the fart score averaged at 1.71 days. So typically the head was out of the body in under two days. You want to move to a vegan diet, mate. Yeah, that'll be out in a day. <laughs> out in a day. By, by the evening. <laughs> <laughs> Summing up their findings, the team wrote, a toy object quickly passes through the adult subjects with no complications. This will reassure parents and the authors advocate that no parent should be expected to search through their child's feces to prove object retrieval. So children, stop looking through your children's poos. Well, that's a very important Freudian aspect of development, though, isn't it? <laughs> Come on, I, children, miss out the arsehole phase. That's not what it's called. <laughs> That's what this study's called. That is awesome. Let's have fun. Don't play with your bum. Um, I think I just wrote a song. Uh, so, yeah, parents, for the love of Sounds God. Sounds like a scar song. Stop looking at your children's shit. I d- is there a like pandemic of adults looking through their children's shit? I really hope not. I didn't think it was a problem. but Because I, I remember, I'm sure this has probably gone out of fashion, but every parent... <laughs> when i was a child if you went anywhere near a turd they told you immediately that you go blind if you touch <laughs> really if you touch the turd you go blind that's definitely a <laughs> it's definitely a, true I was definitely, definitely not true told that. but you wouldn't really be able to exclaim that at your child when they go to pick up a dog shit 
if <laughs> you blind. if you've been spending all of your days going through their shit, they'd say, "Well, why aren't you blind, mummy?" <laughs> that, and that would be a very clever child. She'd been caught out. I don't know. Do Good you know, point. I'm... We just got to keep our children stupid, and then <laughs> and then they'll never ask any questions, will they? There you go. And talking about keeping our children stupid, fantastic. A head teacher in Florida has been forced to resign after outrage over Michelangelo's David sparks porn row. Uh, okay. <laughs> Pupils from a Florida secondary school were shown images of Michelangelo's David as part of an art class, but a few complained that the iconic nude sculpture was not age appropriate, and therefore as a result of this, the teacher that showed them Michelangelo's David has had to resign what? from the school. Unbelievable. That's unreal. Doesn't Michelangelo's David have a... Micropenis. A micropenis. Like a yeah. child's penis on it. Yeah, I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if that's important, but yeah. But yeah. it's not like It mirrors their own, is that what you're saying? But I'm just <laughs> it's not like a walloping great pornographic erect Is the size of sexual <laughs> organs it does it one become non pornographic after all? Well, no. Oh god, now I sound like I'm in defence of in defence of. No. But I'm just it is the tiniest part of that sculpture. Like there's so much of that sculpture and it's very famous. And well, I don't... It, and it's more importantly, it is like literally considered like the greatest achievements of Western art. Yeah. Like, like every, the focal every, point every, is not. It's no, it's not really important that there's a penis in it. It's important <laughs> that it moved. Art. I mean, it literally took us. It brought the human race forward such a long way. Yeah. By being like, by its stance. I mean, I'm not going to go into fucking yeah. art history, but like, it's madness. It is madness. Absolute madness. And so this teacher has resigned. Because of the school board. Are you ready for this? Uh, the leader of the school board's name is Barney Bishop the Third. Barney Bishop the Third. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. To be but honest, it is. that's almost what we call ladybirds in Norfolk. <laughs> <laughs> bishy Barnaby. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you never heard of a Bishy Barnaby? I have not. You've never heard that if you touch shit, you go blind? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the reason this woman had to resign was because three parents out of a class of 100 complained mm. that they didn't want their children to see a nude sculpture. He says that he did. That this is Barney Bishop the Third. She wasn't let go because of the artistic nude pictures. We show Michelangelo's David every year to our students. The problem with this particular issue was the lack of follow through on the process. What? Work that one out. He added he doesn't see. He doesn't personally see that the sculpture is controversial. And ninety-seven percent of the pupils' parents had no problem with the art class, but added that parents' values are paramount. I listened to what the parents had to say and have been in communication with them constantly, but I didn't ask what was controversial. And I know I'm not going to change their opinion on that, he said, and then sacked the teacher. What? So, Tribunal, an employment tribunal for that teacher, that poor person. Of course, poor teacher. But this is is bigger than that, (laughs) isn't it? I mean, this is fucking madness. So... Keeping in mind now, someone's been sacked, so there is no fucking way any teacher in probably the whole state of Florida is ever going to show Michelangelo's David to Mm -hmm. any child ever again Mm -hmm. at the risk of losing their job. Yeah. because there's due process afterwards? But it doesn't make any sense. No. But because a tiny percentage of people were offended by something that clearly they didn't understand, because they are thick as shit, let's be clear here, therefore, Michelangelo's David vanishes from Florida Florida for all children. We'll never know. No child is ever going to see it again. What will will happen to the children in Florida when they're meant to be learning about Michelangelo's David? Barney the dinosaur? Maybe, but they're (laughs) definitely going to be stupider as a result. No. 
of hell. this tiny minority of people that, again, are fucking stupid. And remaining so, so. So as with everything in our culture at the moment, you take the tiniest minority of the stupidest people <laughs> and you have to bring everybody down to their level. <laughs> it's true. And now sculpture has been Do- removed gone, from done. the schools doesn't of florida exist. doesn't exist in florida unbelievable unbelievable well as well as the world getting more stupider as you put it <laughs> <laughs> other things that have come on more in the modern world is social anxiety and anxiety problems just uh, generally but don't worry there's a new study that can help us out sniffing other people's sweat can help treat social anxiety <laughs> this is good news. Using mindfulness as an anxiety therapy could be more effective if participants sniff sweat at the same time, a new study suggests. Oh, well, thank God. With the world heating up and global warming, we're all going to be sweating more. And turns out that's not going to make us any more anxious. We can just feed off of each other's sweat and feel better. But surely this is just a study of human contact of any type will improve your anxiety well you may have you may have jumped to the end uh, but <laughs> i mean let's go on the journey before we get to that okay. <laughs> oh, well you are you good you got that straight well, away of, i i don't know I, I was just flabbergasted <laughs> by course. sweat um i mean also you know a breath of fresh air will get rid of some of your anxiety <laughs> i mean there's lots of things that you can do that people just aren't choosing to do well <laughs> apparently they they took this extraordinarily literally and did a study about it. Armpit sweat was taken from volunteers who watched either happy or scary film clips, including Mr Bean's Holiday, Sister Act and The Grudge. How nice. The samples were then used alongside more traditional mindfulness therapy to treat social anxiety. The study revealed mindfulness was more effective when combined with sniffing the body odour. So just to be clear, though, because they've really shit the bed with this, if, if I've got this right. Yeah. So they've taken somebody's sweat yeah but they've removed the human being from that sweat so these uh-huh. people aren't actually sniffing a real person's armpit no, whilst they're doing i think this. they've collected the sweat off of people and then they're doing a mindfulness activity so i imagine it's eyes closed being talked through something and some of the people involved were exposed to only clean air and some people were exposed to body odor so whilst i totally understand that from a scientific perspective and yeah. that's great in the context of it's proved a point it has also done exactly what the problem with with our world is right now mm. which is that you've removed the human contact from the proving that we all need human contact but the scientific but experiment but they've tried to uh, that wouldn't be as exciting an experiment they're trying to like for some reason prove that sweat is the thing so you can't have someone with no one in front of them and someone with someone in front of them because then what you could argue is it's the human yeah, contact yeah, specifically yeah, yeah. whereas they've just gotten like his all right science yeah. all right you're not wrong think about the variables <laughs> um patients who completed a mindfulness session whilst exposed to body odors saw a 39 percent reduction in social anxiety whilst those without body odor was only a 17 percent reduction in their anxiety scores so therefore god that suggests sweat. that mindfulness just on its own is only good for 17 percent 17 percent reduction jesus <laughs> here's <laughs> we poo poo the mindfulness but bring on sweat <laughs> the researchers believe there is something about human sweat that affects the response to treatment however said more work is needed to confirm the link they thought there might be different effects on treatment depending on the volunteers emotions whilst perspiring which is why they got them to watch films eliciting different feelings but the effect was the same whether the sweat giver had been watching a comedy or a horror so i mean i don't know what there's no need for more there's no need for more science here no we 
<laughs> we, are, we are starved of human interaction. <laughs> and even sweat so is just going to do Smelling another human being reduces our anxiety. And this is what lead researcher Elisa Vigner uh, from the Karolinska Institute in Sweden has said. She said, I'm a little surprised by the results, but it may just be that simply being exposed to the presence of someone else has this effect, but we need to confirm this. David has confirmed it. <laughs> um, he was a mental health nurse, so we'll count, we'll count that as gospel. He's currently studying a degree, so fuck you, lady from the Institute Well, no, of I'm Science agreeing with Sweden. her. No, I'm not, su- I'm not suggesting they don't need to do further study. <laughs> it's entirely fine. But we are, we, we, we are animals who have removed ourselves from any experience of being animals and yeah. now we're proving that yeah. in order to feel better we've got to be more like animals other people <laughs> like yeah ah! why don't we know that already <laughs> so if you're feeling sad and slightly anxious maybe socially anxious as the study said sniff an armpit just go sniff someone else sniff someone else and feel better about yourself i don't know what that means contact have contact Go Any sort someone. of contact, hug someone. Go and look at a go, tree. Go, you don't even, it doesn't even have to be a human being. Just go hug something else and get a really big whiff of what it is. <laughs> well, someone else that well did need a hug, but he's dead now, <laughs> is uh, Leonardo Matthias de Novaeus. He's got a lovely may name. may not have said that, right? Oh, no, uh, no. <laughs> he's a lawyer from Sao Paulo in Brazil, and but he's also got 12,000 followers on his weapon-related content on TikTok, oh, TikTok and again. Instagram. Fantastic. He took his mother for an MRI. So this guy's a gun nut. Okay, established that. Took his mother for an MRI Mm -hmm. and he carried his gun as he usually does. Uh, But he did not mention this to the hospital staff when they told him to remove all metal items before accompanying his mother into the MRI room. As soon as the MRI scanner was switched on, its powerful... (laughs) Its powerful magnetic field wrenched the weapon from De Novus's waistband, causing it to go off, shooting him in the abdomen at close range. <laughs> and so he died. <laughs> Apparently, he was aware of all the safety protocols, but had entered the examination room with the gun by his own decision. <laughs> what a fuck. Well, there you go. Oh, sweet justice. So this is what we need, guys. Big magnets. Big magnets. Oh <laughs> if you're God. in a culture that has a lot of guns, get a big magnet. <laughs> <laughs> well, in similarly intelligent news, aliens are stealing human sperm and eggs to create a human hybrid race on Earth. I've been saying this for years. Fantastic. Well, thank God that this alien expert has come forward with the information we all needed. It's not that bloke from Norfolk, is it? Um, I don't think so, but uh, we'll get there. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Aliens are stealing human sperms and eggs in midnight raids to create a human hybrid race, which could already be living amongst us and working in your local chip shop. <laughs> so if you thought dodgy... Why chip shop? I Because <laughs> it's the Daily Star. Uh, yeah. And where, where are oh, most it's... people reading this going to meet other people? In the Pro- chip I reckon shop? a bloke probably said that that was in the chip shop. Yeah, probably. Uh, do you or know a what? Lad. I don't know. Two bloke. women. No, a bloke. Two oh, two women. women. Wrote this article. Uh, but they know their audience. Um, UFO specialist Colin Saunders says the egg pinching extraterrestrials. I, I said extraterrestrials. That was bad. Bad <laughs> oh, pun. Clever, bad yeah. pun. Yeah. Are planning on taking over the planet because humans are destroying it. I do like that every time I've ever read a lot of UFO. I'm going to call them experts, but, you know, conspiracy nuts who think that aliens are out there. It is almost always because we are going to destroy the planet and aliens don't trust us anymore. So they're letting us destroy it or they're watching us. But we are destroying the planet. I know. And all these people's anxieties about aliens are all 
based on the fact that we're, the fact that the we're destroying the planet. They're all metaphors. I know. I like it, though. I don't know. And Colin said people are so clueless about the programme that the alien hybrids could even be our wives, husbands, or mother-in-laws. No. Oh, God. Colin's got a problem with his mother-in-law. Colin. My mother-in-law. My mother-in-law. <laughs> Colin, who has published a book on his own experience of triangle crafts, <laughs> said, said that, yeah, whatever. I think you said that wrong. I think it's like crafts in the sc- triangle crafts, as in the uh, triangle spaceship. You've read it as if it's some sort of craft in which people do something with triangles. In fairness, I read triangle crafts like craft cheese, like the little oh, triangle Jesus slices. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's going on here. He said they look just like us. There's no way to tell them apart. He said he has interviewed hundreds of abductees who said they have been taken on board ships from outer space for the operations. Ooh. Uh, Colin from Leicestershire. So mm-hmm. if you know a Colin Saunders and you're in Leicestershire, Hi, then, Colin. then he's worried about you. He thinks you might be an alien. He said, if I was to guess, which I imagine most of this is him guessing. <laughs> this is. <laughs> <laughs> if Colin, the UFO expert, was to guess, which I think is as close as we're going to get to truth, it seems to me that the aliens have a program of abduction. They are coming down and they are taking people on board a craft where they are placed on a table. They draw out sperm and eggs using some sort of probe. And it's a story I've heard from hundreds of abductees who have no connection to each other, but their version of the events is just so similar. Once they have the eggs and sperm, they mix it with their own to create human-alien hybrid. They look just like us, so we wouldn't even know they were an alien hybrid. In the ship shop. They're most likely... <laughs> Yeah. They're most likely already living here amongst us and they could be our neighbours, friends, or even your mother-in-law. Humans will date and marry them and reproduce and eventually the hybrid will take over the planet. It does worry me that they haven't made themselves known. They're very secret about what they want from us. In my opinion, it's not really us they want. It's our planet. We've destroyed the Earth and they want to save it, but they don't want to save us. So just to be clear, some creatures that are exactly like us in every way... Mm Mm-hmm are mating with us in order to make a new race who are going to live in exactly the same way that we live. But they will save the planet. So why, what does it matter? Yeah, what is the problem? (laughs) Colin, you're going to be dead soon, mate. You're not going to know. (laughs) I I hope this is happening. Well, I don't care if it is or not. (laughs) That sounds like a positive thing. There is another race of (laughs) creatures in this world that want to save our planet so they're breeding with us to outbreed humans but they look the same as us and basically are the same except they're going to look after the planet more power to them also that uh, these aliens do the job it's interesting that they come at midnight as if aliens accept our uh, version of time <laughs> yes, true. as well like how how did that happen how did they work that out why did they <laughs> why are they coming at midnight if they're aliens surely they could come whenever they want well they've been watching us from afar haven't they Learning well they could ways. come at three in the morning it's just the same that's true <laughs> in our house, they could come at 10. We'd be all right. Half nine. <laughs> I'm going back to Florida for my final news story. Fantastic. A Florida man was arrested on Friday after he allegedly slapped a woman in the face with a slice of pizza during an argument. <laughs> <laughs> this may or may not be funny, but we're just going to laugh at it anyway. Um, <laughs> 39-year-old Ortelio Lazaro Alfonso told him that he had an argument with the female victim. The victim told deputies that she had been slapped on the left side of her face with a slice of pizza during an argument um, when he became upset when she physically disciplined another individual in the home on his bottom area. Let me just say that again. The reason this woman got slapped in the face with a pizza was because somebody else was in the house and she physically disciplined them on their bottom area. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing more is said. 
pizza sauce was found on the front of the victim's shirt, <laughs> her shirt collar, and the back of her shirt. So it's a good slap then. Um, on the back and as she well. Also had That's remnants. Not one slap. Sorry, that is not one slap. That's an assault. It might be a very large slice of pizza. You've seen the American pizzas. Mm. It could wrap around. Was her it head. a blanket? <laughs> the deputies found pizza sauce on the walls and the ceiling of the kitchen area. Um, Alfonso was detained and told deputies he had been in an argument with the victim. When deputies asked Alfonso if he had struck the victim in the face with a slice of pizza, he said he threw the pizza slice and it had hit her in the face. The defendant advised he did not physically strike the victim with his hands, just with the pizza. Oh, is a, uh, is a slap a slap if you use another item to do this. Well, I mean, it definitely is if, for example, you I... used a baseball bat. <laughs> then it's worse than I a slap. I don't think it's a slap, yeah. <laughs> but if it's left your hand... Have you not just thrown a slice of pizza at someone's face? I'm not. I'm not yeah, trying to well, say that any of these are better than the others. Well, he's I'm just got intrigued done for what... battery, and I feel yes. like battery. Like if you threw a, Anything let's say, let's face. say something more weapony. Let's say you had a stick. More weapony than a pizza. Way more weapony than okay. a pizza. Okay, let's go. If there. you hit someone with a stick or threw a stick and it hit them, I feel like both would be battery. I don't think it's necessarily ooh, important ooh, as to I whether think... your hand is holding the item. I think there. Because mm. it's a lighter object, I think it does matter if you're holding the item because you can get a lot more like velocity whipping someone with a stick than you could just throwing it at their face. Uh, but in a, mm, but for I, example, I, I if it was with a bowling a, ball, no difference. Well, I think in the case of a stick, I would disagree with you. I think if you threw a stick, you could probably get more purchase on it than if you were, hit, or at least as much purchase on it as if you were hitting them. But with a pizza slice, a pizza slice does not throw easily. It's like. It's not quite, but it's almost like throwing a bit of paper at someone. Yeah, it, it could go like, anywhere. Yeah, It's not got as much weight. It depends on the slice, I suppose. depends on a lot mm. of variables that we don't know. <laughs> so many <laughs> variables we don't know. So many. But, Who was being disciplined on the bottom area? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, the whole, this whole pizza slap area is not the part of this story that attracted me to it. I want to know what was going on in these people's houses that they were, A, they had a pizza on the go. Whilst disciplining someone on the bottom area. Whilst presumably having some sort of sex party. But he must have been eating the pizza, watching his wife or partner disciplining someone on the bottom area. And then... It presumably, I'm presuming in some sort of sexual way. They might have just been drunk and having fun. And then well, as a result of said sexual act, his pizza, <laughs> he, he, he felt he had to strike had to. her with the pizza that he was holding, presumably eating, because you don't hold a pizza just for fun. Well, not as a weapon, not, not as a ready. Weapon. No, you've not got the pizza ready pizza to hit someone. Pizza isn't the ideal with. weapon, I would say. It's very unideal. Very weapon. unideal for weapons. So yeah, but, I'm yeah. interested to know what sort of lives these people are leading. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to get slapped in the face of the pizza. It can be arranged. It can absolutely be arranged. There's no way you would slap me in the face of the pizza because then you wouldn't get to eat the pizza. No, but as long as it was a super pizza of 22 inches size and it was from your side. <laughs> <laughs> Slap with his own pizza. <laughs> yeah, not like one of my slices. It, that's what the uh, Daily Star headline would be. Bloke. Slap with blo- his own bloke pizza slice. 42. Slap with his own pizza slice by, by Mrs. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hate us. <laughs> Should we go to Norfolk? Yeah. Well, I must admit, as per usual, the Norwich news is uneventful, but that's why we go there. Because Nor- the news is uneventful in Norfolk. It's either paedophiles or traffic or... The absurd ten-sided city toilet, which survived World War Two. 
And that, of course there's an article about that. It is the oldest concrete toilet in the UK. And we I picked this because we have a, we have an affinity for the outdoor toilets. We like outdoor toilets. Do we? Well, we You did. suggest that we're some sort of cottagers. <laughs> <laughs> is that what cottaging is? Yeah, you bring a sports bag in with you. And then you get you get your mate to stand in the sports bag, so it only looks like you've got one set of legs underneath, and then you can get up to whatever you want. Is that right? I mean, I don't know that the sports bag's always... I was about always, to say... But I think that's the classic cottage, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Is that what a cottage... It means to cottage is to d- conceal your feet? No, it's a cottage is just to fuck someone in the in a public toilet. Oh, is that what cottaging is? Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was a bit more outsidey than that. No, that's dogging. Uh, <laughs> Isn't it? Ah, there you go. Fucking hell, things I don't know, things I don't know. It, with dogging, there's no point in putting your feet in a sports bag. And, because everyone, everyone's going to be able to see. Actually, isn't dogging point, in a car? Yeah, in dogging in a car, isn't the point that someone's watching you? I think people can watch. Like, I you're think inviting there's an aspect, people Yeah, I think that. there's, you all go to a car park, yeah. then you all swap around a bit, and then if you oh, want to... So if you want to dogging. Well, so, yeah, swinging. Swinging, swapping, Well, it? swinging, you're putting keys in a basket, is my understanding. So you're putting uh, your car keys in a basket for a And then you get swing. whoever you get. And then, yeah, you pick your car keys out and whoever you get. I mean, if you get yourself, I suppose you just have a wank in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's who's watching. I don't know. You've got what, your own everyone, car keys. Everyone key. just watches you wank in the corner. <laughs> no. But win. <we're> <laughs> oh. Yeah, that went downhill. Well, that's not what this story's about. <laughs> But Norwich News... Sorry, but no, we should probably just wrap this up. Why did you say that we've got an affinity for toilets? No, oh... (laughs) (laughs) No, because when we first moved to Hastings, we were taken by the fact that all of their outdoor toilets were A, wonderful, Mm. and B, all claimed to be... They all had certificates on their wall about how good a toilets they were. Well, they'd all won the best toilet award. They've all, but, but they can't it, all win. It's huh? impossible to. I mean, I think they were slightly different. The awards. It was like <laughs> it's like when chip shops give themselves an award, like we're the best chip shop in the world again. Yeah. But when you read it on closer notice, it says like the Boy Scouts said that we were pretty good, <laughs> and then and that's what that is. There was a beautiful toilet in Hastings that looked like a Roman palace from the outside, it and did. it was huge. And they they tried to rent it. <laughs> <laughs> as a shop and it was proper ran- rancid inside and it was and now it's just now standing it's just there it's just nothing it. they've well, knocked it, it down in art. it's like a little art gallery sort of because it's got art. different arts all now on it um, but it was better it, when it was a roman palace well in manchester i think it's in manchester there's a toilet an old public toilet that's now a little bar so it was like a two-story toilet i have no idea how it ever happened and they've kept some of the tiling on the floor so it really does still look like a bog um but there's a tiny little bar in there now poos upstairs wheeze downstairs Uh, that's what it's called (laughs) (laughs) well i mean david i will show you a picture of this glorious toilet but look at that Oh, I thought the toilet so the building is ten-sided it's the building i thought that the toilet itself was so old that they didn't have circles yet so they had to make it ten-sided so you could sort of perch on it, <laughs> and it sort of makes a circle. Well, no. No. <laughs> no, that's not what it is. No, but it hasn't actually been an active toilet for about 20 years, but it's a listed building, mm. so they can't knock it down. It's been stood there for more than 100 years. It survived bombings, and of course, on, on the Norwich Evening News Facebook page, the comments galore about how this toilet has survived a few bombings. Oh. Um, and it's very it's going down a treat in Norfolk this story uh, not that there's anything to it I must say I thought you were going to say that they were all sort of saying yeah good old fashioned British architecture well no most yeah. people most people's upset about this mm. is uh, 
because it's not it's not open to the public. But people are dying to know what it looked like inside there because people pre nineteen ninety eight won't know what it looked like. <laughs> um, so some vandals have snuck in and had a look, and most people are very upset. It's just one urinal. That's well, everyone's upset. Like, what did they expect? got in there? Got in there. That's just it's a just a toilet. It's just a urinal in there. Like cool. Do I think care? as we established a few episodes ago when we talked about our defecation sex alleys, <laughs> yeah. there's no need for it to be open in order for you to defecate or have sex <laughs> around it. You could you just cottage just immediately outside there if you'd well, like. Well, it is right next to a main road, well, um, that doesn't next matter. to the River Wensum. If anyone's un- uh, wondering, it's on St Crispin's Road. Um, that's very nice little area around there. But don't bother going in, it's just a urinal. Well, you can't go in because <laughs> it, that's closed off. Um, but you could, you could probably go up on the side of it. It does look very beautiful. So if you're in Norwich and you fancy going on a bit of a tour, uh, it's right next to a little, a little crossing, next to a path. Oh, so you can get there easily. You can get there very easy. <laughs> very easy uh, transport links uh, to the to the, to the River Wensum to go. But don't organise a school trip to take your children to see it. On the off chance that showing them urinal upsets a parent. Oh, God. God forbid. Because <laughs> you'll lose your job. You'll lose your job. Although in Norfolk, I don't know, you might get away with it. You might get away with it. <laughs> Well, speaking of East Anglia, and I'm going to just, you know, the voice ain't going to change. Um, our next band that we're playing is called The Domestics, and this song is Haunted Victorian Pencil. That's a very nice name. <laughs> um, it's from their upcoming album, East Anglian Hardcore, which, you know. Hence the accent. Already a fan. Already a fan. I would never. I would never Were you not a fan that. of The Domestics before today? <laughs> 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 I'm already a fan. I've just heard that they've called their album uh, East Anglian Hardcore. I was already a fan. <laughs> let's go. Let's reword this. Domestics, very beautiful people, and uh, and fucking hell, now they're called their album East Anglia Hardcore. I'm over the moon. That's out in June on TNS Records and a few other record companies, um, and it's available for pre-order on TNS now. So go get this in your lug holes. This is the Domestics with Haunted Victorian Pencil. <laughs> Welcome back to Breakfast Scar Punks. <laughs> very good, very we good. Are, we are picking it up, we as we always it, do. Picking it back up picking from last episode. Back up. Oh, good, ah, yeah. Nice. There you go. Uh, we've already sort of said this, but just to reiterate, we weren't really planning on doing a second episode about Scar Punk. In fact, for the record, I was never planning on doing an episode about Scar Punk. <laughs> Um, but look how the dice has fallen. And yeah, if you haven't uh, listened to the last one, you probably should, in order for this to make very much sense. Mm-hmm. But... We've been obsessively listening to Scarpunk for the last few weeks yeah. since we did um, the last one. And so I just wanted to pick it up, but oh, oh there we go. <laughs> hey, that happening. was an accident, that one. Keep so, wanting to pick it up. That's just, what's happened. We that just thought, well, we just thought we would pick it up. Again. Because when I was editing this last episode that we did, yeah. 
like I said, we didn't really cover any of the things that we wanted to talk about. And I think one of the reasons that we didn't talk about any of the things that we had planned to talk about, or at least that I had planned to talk about, was because Siobhan seemed obsessed with the idea of making me admit <laughs> that I didn't hate Scar. <laughs> and so we ended up doing an episode which I, I remember desperately trying to get off the subject. Oh. <laughs> but whilst editing it, I realised it just kept coming back to me being encouraged <laughs> to say nastier and nastier things oh. and no i didn't need much encouragement i'm not oh. sorry i'm not i take full responsibility for the words that came out of my mouth um but i definitely think that we missed out on a huge amount of what yeah. we were planning on talking about and a large part of that was because whilst it didn't i don't know how obvious it, we might have mentioned it it didn't necessarily come out very obviously in the last episode was that siobhan actually really did like scar yeah. For a long time. Well, I would say that if you lived in Norfolk and you started going to gigs in 2001, 2002, you had no choice but to like Scar because Scar Punk was on every, pretty much every gig that you could go to at the venues that I went to. I don't know if that, I think that was probably true. And, and this is something that I've come to realise because we've done a bit of a deeper dive than we had done mm. of bands, UK bands specifically, from that kind of era. Yeah. Is that I reckon that I've seen most of these bands live. Yeah. And, and I've probably begrudgingly seen them live, but I mean, no question, every gig that I went to from the late 90s all the way through to the, well, potentially all the way through to now to some extent, but if you went to an all day or something, there'd always be a There's scar band scar or band, two. Yeah. And I was quite surprised by the fact that, because the thing that we've probably touched on the most in the last couple of weeks is Moonscar Records, mm. which you were always kind of quite obsessed by. Yeah, well, uh, and probably is what got you into it. And I realised that there was loads of bands on Moonscar Records that also I was aware of. Yeah, and I, and and I didn't necessarily think that I liked. Turns out that I fucking love most of them. Yeah, well, which we'll get some, to some some. Um, <laughs> so there was a, yeah, there's a there's a, an overlap there whereby I think just by being around the UK, and mm. again this is totally true now. If you go to an all day and now, there's going to be a Scar band or yeah. two. Yeah, and there's some like all dayers that are almost dedicated to Scar punk. Well, those are the ones you don't the... go to until well, now. Now well, now well, let's go now there. we have to go to them all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so. Rather than you continuously asking me to, to tell you Scar bands that yeah. I like, I would like to know some <laughs> of the Scar bands that you like and liked as a young nipper. A young nipper. Well, my first ever gig that I ever went to was technically a Scar gig, I would probably say. And I think it was all Moon Scar. And I must say, for all these bands, we ba we did a bit of a YouTube poll. I was like, let me take you back on a journey through Siobhan growing up, David. And... Um, some of the bands have aged really well and some of them have just absolutely not. And I must say, every every band at my first gig has not aged well. <laughs> um, upsettingly so. Um, the first gig I ever went to was Sponge, supported by uh, Spank Boy and Farce. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think you knew who Spank Boy were. They no. went on to be called Solar Beat Alliance. Didn't know them um, And they were... I think all of these bands were on Moonscar at some point. And they are a band that, when I play them to you, they do that upsetting... Um, uh, I don't know, English boy rapping thing that I can't really name what that is, but it did happen a lot in Scar of this ilk, as did as did Fast. That sounded like scatting at some point. I think that is fair to say that it's not a style. It's just, so, sorry, I'm going to start off negative. I was, I'm planning not to be don't negative worry, at all. Don't worry, he'll get better from this. But <laughs> what you're describing is just really bad white boy rapping. Yeah, with lots of... But not yeah, that, lots of no lots it. of noises that <laughs> people learn and thought were cool at yeah. a time, and have and like you say, haven't aged very well. They no, make they that's... make people look like buffoons now. It, but at the time, yeah, 
I don't think at the time people thought they were cool. Some people did, but I think for the majority, most people were laughing at these bands. Oh, I think it's fair to say. I don't know. So there's two. <laughs> there's two songs that like I remember fondly. One's called "Set It Off" by Celebrity Alliance, which I played you, and you literally looked at me like, "Who are these fucking buffoons? Yeah. This is horrible." And I was like, "I actually adored this song when I was a kid, but I can see it hadn't aged." They and summed up everything didn't... that I tried to get across in the last episode about why Scott was bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, but anyway, I don't think they including anymore. the silly legs and the ginormous there was quite babies a lot of silly stage. legs there was quite a lot of silly legs <laughs> and uh, um yeah and then fast do you remember that song called hopscotch i think i played it to you and that's just that's just a stream of unintelligible words but mm-hmm. i think i did think that that was quite good at the time mm-hmm. but oh well and then sponge sponge is still going um Sponge has not aged well, but I don't think that um, people that like Scar would probably agree with that in a lot of ways. I think that that album... Well, yeah, and that album I think is seen as a a bit of a classic, but probably in a similar way to why you might go and watch Real Big Fish, because it would bring back memories of being a young person. And I think that's it. I think, you know, this was my first ever gig. Sponge are shit i can understand that but i remember thinking they were so good at the time and we listened to some of their stuff recently some of the songs are terrible but some of them are actually pretty good and do i don't know i have a fondness that comes back so i would definitely never go see them again they were terrible at the time they are terrible now but i don't know there's a joy there and again, some of the songs are quite good we've started badly for dave because i'm trying badly. to be positive but i will say sponge I disagree with you entirely. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing good. But <laughs> nothing good. But moving on from there, mm-hmm. um, it was my first uh, gig that I ever went to. It was my first kind of foray into a world that wasn't kind of directed by like MTV Two and stuff because that's the world that I lived in. Um, there was another crappy TV channel uh, called P Rock, and they used to always play Moonscar music. And that's where I saw Sponge videos and that's where all these bands had their crappy little videos but they got on the TV. Um, And so, yeah, I kind of started following Moonscar after that. And that led to loads of other bands that I like to see. One was Zen Baseball Bat. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're twins. We're twins. (laughs) They are we're twins. The proclaimers of of uh, Scarpunk. (laughs) (laughs) Who pretty good though. I Uh, bought their album. Uh, We should probably also say that we got very drunk whilst we were doing this, going down this hole. And... um, Dave got on his PayPal yeah. and, and his Discogs. Dave's 50 quid shy and, now. <laughs> uh, and bought an awful lot of these albums. And uh, Zen Baseball Bat are great. Yeah. I definitely saw them live. Yeah, I saw them actually ridiculously loads amounts of times. Because um, back when Norwich had the ferry boat, there was tons of people that would put on gigs there. And pretty much anyone that put on a gig at the ferry boat was influenced by Scar at some point. Uh, or, or the gigs that I went to. I appreciate there's tons of other music that went on there. So I saw Zen Baseball Bat quite a few times. I think they even played... I think my friends put on a gig for their 16th birthday and I'm pretty sure Zen Baseball Bat were the headlining band. Sounds like something that could quite easily have happened. Norfolk Sweet 16. (laughs) Sweet Scar 16. Um, I bet someone picked her up. Hey! Oh, 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 16, cool. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, There was a band called Whitmore. They're Mm -hmm. not Scar, but they were a big, like, they were on Moon Scar and they kind of, like, went around all the time. They have not aged well at all, but some of their songs are nice. Um, there was a band called Uncle Brian, <laughs> uh, which Uncle, hasn't aged un- well at un- all. Uncle Brian on the Moonscar uh, sampler, which I bought on Discogs. Yeah. Uh, their song is called Better Off Gay. Oh, good. I, uh, I haven't listened closely to the lyrics, but I'm guessing it hasn't aged well. No, no, I can imagine not. It was all that kind of like, I mean... We'll get it was to just we'll we'll get to some very good young boy uh, humour. Yeah, silly young boy humour. Yeah, um, another band that was around that is playing Hastings in like 
I don't know, two or three weeks' time. So Sponge played fairly recently, and King Prawn mm. are playing in about a month's time. Well, King Prawn got big. I mean, Sponge did too, but King yeah. Prawn were big. They did get big, didn't they? Yeah, for a while. Um, and they played Norwich all the bloody time, so we saw them tons. Um, Sonic Boom 6, mm-hmm. back when they were teeny tiny and opening for bands at the ferry boat, you see them loads. Sonic Boom 6 are an example of a, a band who used the DIY punk scene in order oh, to... Oh, you did mention this last time. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to... I'm, I'm not going to name gonna, the others because I, I know which bands you're talking I'm about. Gonna, I'm going to leave a few that are more recent, but I think it's fair to say there's there's a handful. I think I'm happy to, I'm happy to, to call out Sonic Boom 6. They're oh. definitely a band who totally used the DIY punk scene in order to move up a level into a, to become a professional uh, touring band. No, yeah, no but for a, for a very, very, very long time, they were just like... Yeah, of course, because they because tiny. for a very long time, they weren't very good. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get... They didn't become... Well, I mean, they never became pop stars, but they didn't get bigger until, they, until they'd learned how to... Yeah, it's true. I never... So this is the thing. I always have quite a fondness for them. Um, I went to see them more recently, and I didn't feel the same way, and that's maybe because it's become a, a production more so nowadays. But like when I was like 13, 14... There really weren't a lot of females that like turned up in this kind of scene. Yeah, sure, sure. And so when uh, Layla like turns up, this tiny little woman, like me and my friends were just like, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, and so I think I thought very highly of Sonic Boom 6 for pretty much the entire time I was a teenager. And then when I stopped listening to this sort of music and went back to it, I didn't feel quite the same. But Well, I think hindsight is important here. Of course, you wouldn't have known that at the time. I think it's yeah. easier to spot now to some extent. Yeah. But you, it's still guesswork. But you can you can tell those types of bands by what they become. Yeah. So like yeah. you say, if, if, if you go and see them now and, they've, and they're attempting to put on this big production and be like this absurdly professional band. Yeah. Then that kind of tells you where they wanted to be yeah before. yeah maybe you don't turn you don't turn into that you are that but you just can't be that until you get a certain amount of recognition yeah no I, I, that's a fair point but Cause some people become really big and just stay cool i would say like yeah. less than jake you know they let off a few party cannons when they play live but they're not like a ridiculously professional outfit that are trying to no that trombone player still running around in his awful shorts yeah i mean they just all look dreadful <laughs> yeah. and that's and that's, and that's fine good. and that's fine <laughs> If you if you start to care about yourself and David's out, <laughs> no, that's not at all what I mean. You know exactly. I know. What I mean. I'm joking. Um, another band, um, well, that I mean, one of them made Moonscar Europe was the Toasters, mm. um, and I saw them a few times because they used to come uh, again because Moonscar did really well in the UK and specifically Norwich. I think um, I saw the Toasters quite a few times. Well, the guy is English, isn't he? The main guy. Yeah, he is English. Oh, he lives in America, I think, but. Yeah, and that's where it start, that record label started, I think. Mm. Um, and I must say, Moonscar was pretty much the record label that, even if they did, weren't, even if they were bringing people that weren't signed to them, they used to do a tour every year. And so loads of my music kind of tastes and gigs came from Moonscar as a thing. Um, and the Toasters had one of the songs that I think was my childhood pretty much <laughs> um like i just i just remember it so vividly thinking it was the best song i'd ever heard um one of my best friends got the most of the or the lyric tattooed on her chest um <laughs> in in pure love for it mm-hmm. which is don't let the bastards grind you down which, a, a song which i don't think i had ever heard before in my life yeah. until uh probably the day after we did the last podcast and i must say i hadn't heard it in ages so i was like wary of i was wary of playing you all these songs because i was just like here is my childhood and then we put this one on as soon as it started i was like 
God, I forgot how legitimately good this song is. Yeah. You'd never heard it before. I don't think I'd ever heard it. I'm sure I had never heard it. Toasters I've been aware of. Like yeah. They're always a band that I've been aware of. I think I pictured something different. So really? I don't know if I've sort of partly got them mixed up in my brain with somebody else. I'm not really sure. I don't know. But they're just a band who I've always ignored in the same way as like so many ska bands from did this you, era I just ignored. Did you kind of have them twinned with so I and I'm going to poo-poo on some other bands here I'm sure but the Pie Tasters and the Planet Smashers all kind of fall a because maybe bit. just because it's called the the something it sounds so stupid but I like the Pie Tasters you see yeah. so if so if I had twinned them with them I probably would have at least listened to them yeah, I don't know true. but again sorry to sound like an old man but you're talking about a time in which you didn't have Spotify or Bandcamp or yeah, whatever true. so I'd heard of the Toasters loads for like 10 years, but unless I'd gone out and bought an album or bought something with them on it, and you knew there's no way I just never, yeah, I would just never have heard a song. So yeah. as a result of that, it completely passed me by, as did yeah. an awful lot of this Moonscar stuff. Yeah. And so to listen for the first time as an old man, we've talked about this sometimes. Like you, so yeah. Every now and again, we'll have a conversation about like a certain song yeah. that's just amazing. It's like, imagine having never heard this song before and then. Just then having then that again. experience yeah. of hearing that song for the first time. Yeah. We might have even done this on the last one, like the impression said, that I get. Or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Imagine having never or heard that song. hearing sound system for the first yeah. time and being like, fucking hell. Which I had. That's what we talked about That's last exactly, episode. Yeah, we yeah, talked about yeah. it. And this was my experience of that, yeah. 100%. And actually, I have to say, there's a few experiences like this from this Moonscar sampler. Well, isn't there even a little spat of songs altogether that you're just like, shit, if you'd never heard any of these songs before... I, I would go, go so far as to say the first six songs on the Moonscar Europe sampler from the year 2000, which is not a good year, well, is prepared to be a little bit wrong. Basically, fucking perfect. Go through and what's the first six? Edna's Goldfish with the song Veronica Sawyer. Never heard this band before. I've no. never heard any other song apart from this one, but this song is a fucking brilliant. Is a fucking brilliant. Is a fucking brilliant. It's you heard it so. First. It's so good. <laughs> See, it's I knew so the good. name, but I think they were like out by the time. Like, I started yeah. going to gigs two years later, and I'm fairly sure I'd never seen. I've bought their album them. on Discogs, but it's not come through yet. That's why we haven't got much to say. About oh, okay. Them. But enough. this song, <laughs> seriously, is woo. It's a banger. So good. And when I, the second that I heard that, I was like, oh shit, yeah, right. This Maybe is I like because it's got. It is really poppy. It's just total scar oh, punk. He's got, that he's got a beautiful voice. voice, yeah, and it's kind of like it's got a bit of soul in it yeah. somewhere that that probably probably I'm I'm adding that in a little bit. But you but you've got a thing for I'm gonna make you sound really sweet wussy dudes here. with the nice voices, but like boys with the slightly wussy voice, yeah, like where it's 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 a pop punk song or it's a punk. So- not a pop punk song it was more specifically like a harder edge song yeah with a nice maybe not song, Scar and then nice all voice. of a sudden there's a voice yeah. and you're like oh my god now I'm losing it like Atlas Losing Grip is that it? yeah when we yeah. went to see them at Grove the Rock, guy from Satanic Surface yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. your little face I think you cried into your chips it was only 12 in the afternoon well I was drunk um, <laughs> it was only 12 in the afternoon <laughs> <laughs> the second song yeah. isn't it, it, actually do you know what it is pretty good Go but it's it. not. It's the worst of the six but it's by a band called The Skoidats oh, I don't know them at all um, and they, they are a skinhead oi, they say that they mix oi with like old style scar okay and the song is called R Agro I'm not really sure what the R is is for anyway the the idea of the idea of this band from what i can make out is that they're tough guys doing this really like beautiful sounding old style scar okay and all their lyrics are about how tough they are but it's in the style of but it's in the style of like a real old like pie tasters that sort of thing and uh 
when I first heard it, I thought, oh my God, this is so shit. I hate this so much. <laughs> but because I've listened to this album so much, because I'm obsessed by the first <laughs> six songs on it, um, I've kind of got into it a bit more. Then number three, Less Than Jake with My Very Own Flag. This is like one of their very first songs. Yeah. And I haven't heard it for yonks and yonks. And um, it's on Pez, but it was on a seven inch before that. Yeah. And it's fuck. It's not really a Scar song. It's a punk song with horns, but it is fucking brilliant beautiful it's such a lovely song and so um, so here i am like i've already been hit well i was hit with edna's goldfish yeah then i wasn't that bothered about scoidats and then this lesson jake song just brought back memories of being 15 yeah and prepped you completely for the next little bit and then the toasters don't let the bastards grind you down and it's that is just the perfect song it is a perfect song i mean it's absolutely brilliant but then Number five yeah. on the hit list, Ex Cathedra, <gasps> Give Me Tomorrow. Now, Ex, oh my goodness. Ex Cathedra are a Scottish band who I have a really old seven inch by yeah. and I don't remember it being Scar in any way. No. And in a lot of ways, this isn't straight up Scar. It is punk with horns. They're like a really crusty looking band. Mm. And um, I didn't know that much about them, but I've definitely seen them live a few times. I don't know. Yeah. I, they haven't been around for a long time. No, and I, I think, again, this was in 2000, but I think by the time I saw I was going to gigs, I'm fairly sure... I'd never heard of them. I'd just seen the name, mm. but I'd never heard them. And I would never have said they were Scar either. I had them definitely pinned as something else. And it's really... And it is. It is. There's a there's a crusty element to it, mm. and it, but, but, but there's a horn in it. And I, we got their album. The album's great. It's fucking yeah. brilliant. But this song, Give Me Tomorrow, if you can just Go, stop now, yeah. stop listening to us. You don't yeah. even have to come back if you don't want to. Yeah. You may never ever come back if you don't ever to come song. back and go and listen to the song and see if you can get it out of your head. But it's but it's not just that it's catchy. Yeah. It is fucking catchy, but it's unusual. Yeah. It's incre it's it's just incredible. And I think like I had this feeling of nostalgia for it immediately having never heard it before mm. and it makes me think that I wonder if there's plenty of people that knowingly or unknowingly ripped this song off because I am convinced I know this song but I'd never heard it before mm. and I don't know if that's because the song is extraordinarily clever because <sighs> I've just the second I heard it I was like this is amazing like you were playing it i think i'd gone out of the room at this point and i remember running back in and be like what the fuck is this mm. like what is this song it's so good it's so, so um, good yeah it's it's um From if what? that scar then we fucking if that scar. scar then this is it's the sign greatest me up. Sign type, me up of, type of music machine. ever <laughs> but um ex cathedral from what i can make out i mean they don't exist anymore i don't think they're on spotify i don't think that don't really any of they do, there's loads of other bands called ex cathedral and yeah. some of them are like religious bands and well, stuff. there is so like think, a mental health charity choir right. from birmingham so, called ex -Cathedra so it's as well. extremely difficult to track them down but yeah. you, there is a video for this song which is on youtube yeah. and uh, and it's just uh, fucking Glorious. brilliant. I, I just can't say how good it is. Um, Perfection. And then Zen Baseball back with Brown Cows of Elocution. Yeah. <laughs> which is, a, which is again, it's just a really great song. And their album, again, we bought the album that this is off. And yeah. uh, the album's fucking brilliant. It's really yeah. clever because they're obviously very musically talented, these two weird twins. Because uh, as it, often it, weird twins are. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't sound... I mean, I don't know if they're playing all the instruments. I think they've got some other musicians involved, but it is fundamentally yeah. them and they must have put a band together. But they've yeah. obviously... One of, one of them or both of them have, are obviously very clever. Yeah. There's a lot of weird... <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on mm. yeah, within their music, but it, they're just great, just really good. Uh, then it goes lovely. downhill a bit. We've got a bit of Lubby Nugget. We've got Sponge, we've got <laughs> Uncle Brian. And then there's a bunch of old bands, the Slackers, Bucko Nine. We talked about some of these, Mustard yeah. Plug. Yeah. 
And then right at the end, just before Mighty Mighty Boss Stones, an old Mighty Mighty Boss Stones song, is a band called Shooting Goon. But <laughs> now, it's not shooting. It's no, shooting. It's shooting Goon. Now, this band name, I don't know. I don't remember this band at all. Again, I think it would have been just pre-me going to gigs and stuff. But it's got all of the making. It's on a Moonscar CD. Mm-hmm. It is Scar. Mm-hmm. And it's called Shooting Goon. Mm-hmm. This has all the makings of the exact reason you don't like Scar. Yes. Also, the album is called Splotside Rocksteady. Yeah. They are from Wales. And the artwork, the artwork on this album, is so ninety nine to two thousand. It is absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. They've obviously just, they've just picked whatever um, font paint <laughs> could provide them with, and then they've kind of written "shoot and goon" in orange over blue, and then there's loads of the same font "shoot and goon" in the background, just all sort of higgledy piggledy. And then the same with the um, the title of the album, and just the whole thing is put together. And I will say, when I got this album, whilst I initially looked at it and said that is the ugliest looking fucking <laughs> thing I've ever seen, it did also bring back a certain warmth yeah. because it felt like all UK DIY punk releases from the point where people started getting PCs. Yeah. Until the point where they got really good at doing their PCs. And there is a really nice, like, I would say about a five-year period. And it probably goes on later because some people just don't have any mates who can do it. Were you mostly expecting to see a handwritten CDR in the middle of this CD when you opened it? Well, it's quite a professional-looking thing, though. So yes and no. Yes and no. But it definitely It's got staples in it. It definitely could I'm almost 100% (laughs) sure that um, I once made a tape for one of my bands in the late 90s and I used this exact font. And I've got a feeling the font might even be called something like Funky Punk. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Something like that. But the thing I like most about it is every single, keeping in mind there's millions of them, every single member gets a thanks list. And this is where we get to the silly boy humour. One of them thanks my bitches. That's the the last thing. That's good. good. He, uh, one of them finishes his thanks list but it's not enough he has to say i would also like to spank hitler hippies people who eat tin spam and ugly chicks oh god oh god (laughs) one of them says he's going to see you in the pit but my absolute favorite is the trumpet player who thanks (laughs) and i quote all my colleagues at asda oh good old boy where he still works today he's just so nice there's so i don't know why that pleased me so i hope (laughs) i hope the listener uh, understands why that might please someone that he's thanked all of his colleagues at asda oh good boy but good brilliant really good isn't it um i mean the out it took me a couple of listens when i first Mm. put it on i thought this is exactly the sort of music that i that turned me off from all of this sort of music yeah but do you know what? It's, not- it's really good. They're they're really they're really polished. Like yeah. they're really good. I mean, for a band from two thousand. I mean, they, they this was probably not even recorded into a computer. Like they were obviously yeah. a really good band. I yeah. definitely saw them live at an all day, and I remember leaving before they started, <laughs> and then coming back after they started because they were the Scar band on the all day. You saw them go on, and you thought no. But I kind of remember them being pretty well known. It was a name I'd totally forgotten about until okay. we sort of suddenly found them on this Moonscar song. Yeah. But they definitely, they were kind of like on the cusp. I'm sure anybody that was into Scar in the late 90s and the early 90s will definitely Would know this Would have known them, band. yeah. But enough. this album, it's a banger. It's a bang job of an album. It's it? a banger. It's a banger. Well, I mean, that's the early Moonscar part of my life. <laughs> and to be honest, that pretty much dictated most of the gigs that I went to in Norwich for a long time. Um... I think like it then progressed. So Les and Jake got massive. And so then I think the wider 
gig world ended up inviting a lot more scar into you know it. whose fault that was the real big fishes the real big fishes yeah and real big fish used to come over a lot so that was that but there were some good bands that came around that time and the main one that i remember and this is a little bit later i must admit was streetlight manifesto mm-hmm. which i think is another band that if I, correct me if i'm wrong you'd not listened to before uh, they were another band who I had ignored yeah. on purpose. I remember, I clearly remember that album. Yeah, the and one I, that you now can't buy on Discogs. You can't it's not get it's less like 50, quid. fifty-seven quid, I think. Speaking I of which, if you've got it, it. I, I almost bought called, that. But... By the way, <laughs> we started listening. This is how drunk I was. We started listening to this on YouTube, and I was like, "Oh my god, Streetlight Manifesto are amazing!" Yeah. And uh, and I found it. the album. I think it was fifty-three quid or something. Yeah. And I almost did it. You just did it. That's you how drunk and into Scar I was. I was mad with Scar. Mad with Scar. Well, they have a song called "We Are the Few," which is. A perfect song, an absolutely perfect song, and yeah, it was. I think it was another one of those moments where you heard it for the first time and you were like, oh "Yeah, my gosh, I've gone back since as amazing. a sober man. Oh. I've gone back and listened, and it's it's great. It's really good. Yeah, uh, it's not it's not as good as Shoot and Goon. <laughs> <laughs> well, can't take the nineties out of you, I'm afraid. <laughs> and then I think that's where the like bad taste of Scar in the mouth gets left. I think the next gig I go to see probably is Sonic Boom Six. In like the late two thousand, like the late two thousands, the early two thousands and tens, and by then they're quite proficient. Um, the support bands will all be like weird pop punk with a bit of horn in it. That's not very. I don't see the same as Scar, and I think that's kind of where I lost my way, and maybe where the like bad taste of Scar is left. But don't you think that age has a lot to do with that? And th- we did sort of touch on this in the last episode, but I think that you you got out of Scar at probably exactly the same age that most people get out of Scar. Hmm. Because it, at some point, you you probably partly, understandably, you start getting into other stuff. Yeah. And so, this... you, you know, you start to take music a bit more seriously, maybe, or, yeah. you, or you just find other other things and you mature in, you, you know, in you, you don't in reality. None of us no, mature no at all, but we pretend to mature. Yeah. And the first thing to get dropped is, is going to be the silly music that you listen well, to. And I also think there were genres of music that led from Scar that led you to other things. So I remember one of the first gigs I went to when getting back into going to gigs, because basically when I went to uni, I'd stopped going to gigs and I don't know, just got into other stuff. And I remember going to see Leftover Crack in like maybe, I don't know, 2012. Mm. And that's kind of like a small bridging of gaps and stuff. But then that kind of, instead of leading me back to Scar, just led me more down the like punk route and then refinding other bits of music that i'd forgotten that i liked sort of thing well that cro- say, crack rock really... steady thing yeah definitely became the sound of scar for a long time yeah for a long time and probably still when is I was, yeah including ways, when i was though. a kid as well mm. definitely i mean that's you know, and, uh, but that's a much more acceptable yeah. much cooler version of scar so i mean i think that an, i think i you know i don't know what people have done with their lives but i think a lot of people probably who liked real big fish yeah and thought, oh, real big fish are just sort of big babies with silly legs. Yeah, I better like. But I can, else. I can get in. But the, I've heard left, you know, leftover crack or whatever. Yeah. And like, I can get into this, and it's similar enough. And it all, yeah, it almost quenches my need for a horn. Maybe that's the progression that we all need to go on. Maybe mm. that is this process of like, oh well, I got into Blink One Eighty Two, but through Blink One Eighty Two, I found out about No Effects, and then through No Effects, I found yeah. out about, and then eventually, before you know it, you're at Crass or whatever. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know that that excuses bad pop music necessarily no. but but it is definitely something that you something you can go on but i wondered i just wonder a little bit because I, and i wonder this about myself as well how much of that is because you genuinely don't really like 
silly pop scar anymore and so you found this thing that's better oh i found leftover crack and that's better than less than jake because actually i think from anyway i i believe now because that's definitely the process that i went through you know i got into like i got into fat records and all of that stuff yeah and then i got into this scar stuff and i got into i I was always into a lot of different stuff but and then slowly but surely it got harder and harder and then before i know when i was 20 i was only listening to like metallic hardcore Mm. you know and there was a progression through that but i wouldn't say that metallic hardcore just taking that period of my life as an example yeah was the best thing it was the probably the coolest thing it was the most mm-hmm. acceptable thing it was the yeah. thing that as an adult i was allowed to listen to but in reality it wasn't better no. than uh, than shoot and goon and i think <laughs> Sorry going on about <laughs> i know you really do like shoot and goon i think there's two ways of looking at it i think to be honest it was the first kind of music i got into and i feel like i exhausted it mm. and so what as I should... we are probably about to do again yeah. <laughs> in the next couple of weeks and so you move on to discovering other stuff so your brain or my brain can only take in so much at a time so I went on to discover other things move on to other things but I think what happens which is unfair to Scar is that instead of having room for all of it you not only let go of it but you almost like poo poo it and be like oh no that's what I listened to when I was a kid or oh no that's simple music or I listened to that to get on to other stuff and what I've realised you're a cool person what I've realised recently is more that there's room for all of this and in, in going back and listening to it it's not because it's nostalgic it is still good. Um, and I've realised I may have made an error in the last 10 years by actively not listening to Scar and not <laughs> seeing the Scar bands at all days. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because actually that music isn't bad and it hasn't changed. Or maybe it has changed, but it's not because it's bad. You, 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 I just haven't made room for it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's times where I go back and listen to it and think, oh God, yeah, this is great. But it's not just because it's nostalgic. It's because it is still legitimately good. Mm. Nothing nothing else has changed. It's just I decided not to listen to it for ages in, in order to listen to other music. And you decide that that's something you have to do for some reason. But actually, the whole time there was room for Scar. Well, luckily, luckily for us, uh, for those 10 years and longer for me, uh, where we've both been completely ignoring scar yeah the scar scene particularly in the uk has just continued going it doesn't care about us oh, doesn't gosh, care no. about us who think we're in, too cool in, to listen to in it in spite of us yeah it has <laughs> i can't believe it <laughs> yeah but... oh fuck how fucking dare those skanking people carry on without us though, I, I, without the breakfast punks without us <laughs> they carried on and more to the point there's so much of it that there are a whole all dayers, all weekenders dedicated to the love of Scar Punk and Punk with Horns and Straight Up Scar. Um, th- there's fucking so many bands. But, well, luckily for us, yeah. some people were cooler than we were and didn't bother giving up on it and just no. admitted to what they liked. And yeah. I found this wonderful article from Colin's Punk Rock World. Fantastic. Shout Fantastic. out to Colin. I don't Woo-hoo. think he probably listens to this. He probably definitely um, <laughs> uh, Nor do I know him. I just, just he's called Colin's <laughs> Punk Rock World, so I'm just going to say his name like I do. Um, and uh, he wrote a lovely column called In Defense of Scar, which, by the way, this is how bad it's gotten, ladies and gentlemen, is the name of... A book, which I've ordered, but haven't got yet. And um, and a podcast, which I have started listening to. Uh, in Defense of Scar is actually a wonderful podcast. It's, um, even if you're not really that interested in Scar, it's just an interview with a different person okay. from different bands. I listened nice. to the one with the guy from the Pie Tasters and the guys from Against All Authority. There was a couple of them. They, they're finding all sorts of people, some of whom aren't really active anymore. Mm-hmm. And a lot of bands that are really 
forgotten about. As as you know, as with a lot of music that's made in the late nineties and early two thousands from the DIY punk scene, it just doesn't really exist. Yeah. Most of it's on YouTube, but you know, loads of it's got, not on Spotify. Kind of it's not on look. Bandcamp and stuff. It's yeah. just not because because who's gonna you know? I've been in twenty bands in my life. Well, most of them aren't on fucking Bandcamp no. because it didn't exist when we were together. But yeah. so it's a different. It's completely different. Like you kind to of still bands have now to know where, where to, what band to look for to end up on that little YouTube hole or yeah. that little kind of internet void. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're just going to talk about a few of the current yeah. ska punk bands, most of whom we've seen or possibly not seen, but been at a gig where they've played. And but we have um, we held our hands up. This is this is what we're at. We're yeah, totally. Up. And we we've we're checked getting, them all out we're since. Gonna, we're going to get into this. We're going to do this. So call me Malcolm. There you go. They're from Kent. I'm not going to be able to do this about all of these bands, but I'm just going to I'm going to have a try. Yeah. So if I get any of the the basic information wrong, I apologise. Call me Malcolm have been around for a long time. I really like them. Yeah, I think uh, we it, have actually seen these a fair few times. Yeah, it's very it's uh, just straight up ska punk. Yeah. No messing. Uh, Popes of Chili Town. We've definitely seen at something. And I know yeah. that the singer's got very long dreadlocks. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know much more than that. But beyond that, I don't really know very much about them, but they're very popular. And do you know what? I'm going to say something. I'm going to... Uh, and this is outing us more than bands, I think. We don't listen to bands with people with dreadlocks in them. <laughs> no. Um, I was going to say Popes of Chili Town is the kind of name of a band that would switch me off immediately. I think we can and acknowledge the fact that it's a terrible name for a band without but, without sort of being horrible think, to them. Like. I think it also ignores joy for the sake of joy. No, maybe. And, and that says something more about me being a pretentious bastard somewhere in there where I see a band named like that, maybe written in a funky font and gone, ugh. And actually, that's what they need. Against, what they need is that paint them. font from 1999. <laughs> yeah. and then, look up Shoot Goon. Yeah. If you wrote it in that with it in <laughs> in orange, loads of time in the background, then I'd come. But um, yeah, so that is totally on me. And I must say, I've never actually actively listened to them. But that is one for... This is the joy about finding out think, about things late in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> late in life, like I'm dying. But um, there's all this we've got to go back and listen to. And they're all active. So it's not just going back and listening to them. It's being able to go to a gig where they're probably all playing. Well, so. not all of them are active. Just Say Nay, I think, just split up. Oh, but They've I think just we have said seen nay. Them. They've said nay. But, uh, but yeah, we've seen them. They were really yeah, good. Yeah, they were good. I, I have to admit, they were a band who I saw at some all day. Yeah. No idea which one. And, I, and secretly was enjoying, but didn't admit ah. it to anybody. I didn't allow myself to do any skanking as I was a light. To. I do remember that whenever we did see them, if I'm remembering this correctly, you did do this. I remember thinking, we're going to have to leave now. And you did a secret. I don't know. <laughs> going around for these oh no i think they're all right <laughs> so yeah you you let slip your scar love then uh treehouse fire i'd never heard of them i think treehouse fire might be the band that have actually just split up i'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> one of those two bands has just split up um well, <laughs> <laughs> the barstool preachers yeah uh, we have seen i them i am lot. not a fan of the barstool preachers okay um <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. That's quite sweeping. Uh, the, I would say they've become a very, very, very professional pop outfit at the minute, and I think that's probably where you're getting your. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not putting them into the same boat okay. as what I've just said. But, okay. Um, you know, you can read between the lines if you'd like. <laughs> uh, the Pistickables. Listen yes. to them. I don't. I don't know if they. they I don't think they've released anything for a very long time, but. Um, I feel like we saw them not that long ago, though. A few I, years ago. I feel like they touch more on the crack rock steady sort of thing, but mate, but I'm not very good at 
necessarily being able scar. to tell yeah tell yeah. what different score is what that's fair um, but but very good yeah very good very good um and then there's a bunch of bands who um are a bit older yeah. faintest idea we've talked a lot about faintest fantastic. idea are fantastic. fantastic there's no question about band. that beat the red light i saw them two days ago uh-huh they're very good. They do, but they do, they do everything. So I didn't, mm. I, I remember when we were at MPF and they were on and everyone was like going, you gotta go see them, you gotta go see them. And it was late at night and I think I was quite drunk and I remember being like, oh, I'm not really sure. And then, so I didn't really have any memory of them other than that they were well loved. So when I went to see them at the weekend, I went to Fishstock in Bristol. Um, uh, is it Fishlock Promotions? And they're very Scar influenced as well. And I didn't really know that they kind of crossed over loads of different things. They do a bit more like metallic-y stuff. Mm. The singer can obviously do a bit of everything. So sometimes it's like wailing singing and obviously very accomplished and can hit some notes. And then does the like kind of screamo stuff and then does like a low like kind of like death gravel thing. Um, so There's a bit of that going on. Can a bit, do of, a bit of metal scar mix-up thing going on. Yeah. I mean, my argument is always, do you need to do everything? But... Very clever, can obviously do an awful lot, and they went down extraordinarily well. So good for them. Um, Harajan, they're on TNS. They released an album fairly recently. We put them on a what's it called fest a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was. A couple of, it was. It was at the crypt still, I think. So it wasn't that long. Yeah, ago. and they were fantastic. They were really, 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 good. really good. And then there's a few older ones. You've said about Sonic Boom Six. There's yeah. Random Hand. Oh, who gosh, were definitely yeah. a band who I completely missed, probably for the exact same reason. I just ignored them. Yeah, they were kind of um, happening just as I got out of going to gigs, mm-hmm. and they've been going the entire time. Yeah, and they were extraordinarily well loved. In fact, they have a didn't they have like a festival dedicated to themselves? Like a couple I think of it was ago. like their tenth anniversary. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think they dedicated a festival to themselves. That's, that's <laughs> it was their anniversary. Let's put it that way. Sorry. <laughs> uh, JB Conspiracy. I've definitely seen them around. And the yeah. other band that is mentioned in this Collins Punk Rock World uh, thing from the 2010s, uh, 2000s to 2010s, who I'd completely forgotten about, yeah. but I have a story about, is Mouthwash. Oh, now, Mouthwash. I've got their album from this era. Um, and it's cool. It's like straight up kind of scar. They were kind of cool for a minute. Yeah. I didn't. They never quite made it, but they they could have been. You know, they were like on the cusp. I think of probably being bigger. And I don't know exactly what happened. But mouthwash. Yeah. Uh, played. I didn't see them. I should say. But the first ever but proper scars, tiny DIY. No, they weren't <laughs> scar back then. Oh, okay. The first proper tiny DIY punk gig that I ever went to at the Roebuck in Lewisham. Oh gosh. The Griswolds, Toast, and Panic. Yeah. And. Uh, mouthwash had opened and they were I was I must have been 15 yeah. and we were all like who are those little children oh, so gosh. I don't know how old they must have been but I think their drummer was 11 or 12 or something Fucking stupid hell. absolutely and they had a 7 inch out which I we, I think they were from Croydon they were definitely based in Croydon when they first started okay. and I've got their 7 inch from like I guess 96 I guess and it's not scar at all it's just like it's what everybody sounded like back then I, d- I don't know just like punk sort of screeching yeah. weaselly punk I guess uh, with a bit of sort of snuff thrown in yeah um, but yeah really weird to see their name I'd totally forgotten about them but yeah Aww. they released an album in this in this era like I said it was, it was pretty so big so they're still going and they've become scar and then there's just a load of other bands that again I just ignored but it was a long time ago like Lightyear and Lightyear are playing MPF they keep coming back I think they sort of split yeah. up and they keep coming back Cap Down, I hated Cap Down. Oh, Cap Down! I should have <laughs> mentioned them earlier. Yeah. I saw Cap Down a lot in Norwich. <laughs> um, but one Fuck of these know. bands who we did, oh the Filaments as well. Filaments, who again yeah. put on at what's a cool fest and really uh, Filaments were great. Um, Jesse James. Oh, why did I not mention them earlier? <laughs> 
they had that some cool shoes and it's so fucking good and shit and <laughs> good and another, shit that was another song of the time i saw them so many fucking times at the art center and at the waterfront and the, those those bands there was a bunch of bands like this they were all on deck cheese records yeah well that's they? around the moon scar time yeah it deck was a very and and golf and that was and that was mixed well was it called yeah big cheese was the magazine deck cheese was the record label yeah and so it was a result of having a magazine that you could get in smith's which at the time was kind of a big yeah. deal all of those bands did get big yeah in a way that like most uk punk bands didn't yeah you know they were definitely well, that was definitely the first step between that and like fracture fanzine and there what, was a definitely a step where there was a bunch of bands some of them were emo yeah. some of them were scar and pop punk that kind of moved to a slightly bigger level i think well and also like i mentioned earlier this p rock channel that mm, existed yeah, for that literally another, two years yeah, yeah. all of these bands that were playing the ferry boat had music videos and we're going on big tours yeah. and, and traveling the country and getting really big because of it. Like the only reason I knew that the Moonsky Europe tours were going on is because it would come up as a little like scrolling thing on the bottom of the channel. And all of those bands came and played Norwich yeah, to really course. busy crowds. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And that's because tons of people could see them at home. That, that channel existed for literally like two years. Well, another band, the last band I'm going to bring up from the UK scene, who definitely would have been on that channel, who, and this is a band that I do love oh, I'm excited. and have loved for a long time okay. um, my best friend Jed is one of his favourite bands No Comply Aww. I've got all of their albums yeah, and um, they were f- just brilliant I mean they, they were, were Scar in hindsight but I don't I don't know why I think in my head I kind of maybe I just liked them so I allowed it but yeah, they, um, but they definitely, yeah, they definitely were. They definitely were, no star. question, and they were exactly what you're sh- describing. They, got really, they big. got really big for a while, yeah. They got really big. Um, but also, this column does mention a bunch of bands who are very current, yes. uh, and so if we just go through a few of them because we've listened to it, and this opens up another discussion, I feel about where Scar Punk is at now. Okay. One of them is Cat Bite. Okay. Who I think generally are like the big, the next big thing. They're I playing at MPS in a couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, and I think people consider them to be the next big thing. Between them and the Interrupters are a bit older, I suppose. They've but been going the Interrupters are kind of, are kind of the other version of that. But Cat Bite, I don't get. It's very. It's just. It's just a pop song over a dad rock music and. The, yeah, it's I a just, weird. It's, I found it. it one of their videos has, has got this long preamble to it yeah. where a daughter comes home and finds her dad all dressed up in a Scar outfit, skanking, skanking. and listening to a band who might be them but, or it might be someone else, I'm not really sure. And they make this big deal about how, oh, you always said you didn't like Scar. And then he says, oh, I've got something to show you. Yeah. And the, the idea is is that he shows him that, that he's got Cat Bite in his garage and that just proves that like they're his favourite band and all and he, he likes is Scar. And he, oh, said. he used to be yeah. in them, whatever. And um, then they start playing this song that sounds like Amy Winehouse. Yeah, it does sound like Jesse J singing yeah. over the top of a dad's band that has a slight, very, very slight upstroke to it. Yeah, maybe a, a background scar, there's horn, a scar element to it, but, but it's, it's not, not over the top. To me, it sounds like it's like pop music. It's exactly like yeah. pop music, and and that bit I don't really get because there's a, there's another thing. Another, there's two other bands that we'll bring up just quickly: Kill Lincoln and Joystick. These, are, I think, all three of those bands are on the same record label. I they're definitely time toured record. together. I think. Yeah. And um, Kill Lincoln and Joystick sound like newfound glory with horns yeah it sounds exactly like what's that fucking terrible record label that newfound uh, glory drive-in records, drive-in records. Yeah. it sounds like that but with you say fucking terrible with like horns. that wasn't my other part of my childhood <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll do an episode about that another time 
<laughs> but it's weird to me in a way because I I, I assume uh, all of this is me completely assuming because I don't think any of those bands sound anything like anything that's going on in the UK. So it might well be that they just happen to be, an to be thing. like. But they seem to be relatively big, and it seems like that's where Scar has gone. It it's gone like even poppier. Yeah, and it's like. I didn't think that it was pop- possible to get poppier than Real Big Fish, but yeah. I think that being Newfound Glory with horns and then being basically Amy Winehouse is Quite not... Pop. I don't... I, again, it doesn't matter. It, no. There's no such thing as this is not punk and this is punk. I mean, all yeah. of that is complete nonsense. But in order to... in order for I've said this before. In order for punk to exist, it has to be not something. Otherwise, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Right? There has to be... There has to be limits to what and I, I know uh, that you yeah, can say, see, oh, well, it's, if, you're, if you're a DIY band, then it doesn't matter if you're playing, like, house music. Yeah. If you're doing it in with a political message and you're doing it in a punk rock way, yeah. then it can be punk. And I do agree with that to a point, but I don't think I'd say that about these bands. These bands definitely want do to be you, going somewhere. Do you, well, do you feel a little bit like, and we have jumped straight to the most popular Americanized version of Scar, so mm. it is going to be not as giving as, as you might want, but do you feel a little bit like you've just realised you like Scar... So you've been like, God, I'm into Scar now. Yeah. Let me see what the kids are listening to now. And yeah. now you're feeling a bit disappointed. Well, not by the UK scene. No, though. that's what so, I, I mean. It was that Americanised stuff. So there, there's, massive. I, maybe we should acknowledge there's there's aspects of the UK scene. And I'm not going to name any bands and I'm not going to be horrible about anybody in particular. But there's aspects of the UK scene that I still think are a little bit, okay. you know, there's, there's, there's there, some of the lyrics <laughs> that some of the bands sing are, are really embarrassing. <laughs> And often they're really good bands. Often they're they're playing a good, really good song, and then someone will sing something, and you'll be like, "Everything about that was bad." <laughs> the subject matter that you've chosen, and the way you've sung it, and also like you've there's too many words. Just like oh, cut a couple of them out. Okay. Like okay. it's as if it's as if you've never written a song before. Why have you Why have you flunked that terrible line into that little space there? It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, again, that's no one in particular, but it's just that I noticed generally that every now and again I, I would see that. The other thing, and I am going to say this, but it's not aimed at any particular person individually. This in there defense is, of Scar episode is not going very well. <laughs> there, there is a there is an issue, I think, in... <laughs> maybe this is watching too many videos as well, so it's a bit unfair. There's an issue within, I think, the oh, maybe that entire Scar scene, but I noticed it mostly in the UK Scar scene, where you can tell that sometimes there's people in these bands that are the guy at the party that is playing his acoustic guitar... <laughs> And refusing to stop singing his acoustic guitar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and, no, um, I, I know, I know that and, vibe. And, and I don't know. I have no right to say that, and I'm not saying I don't know that for a fact. But uh, <laughs> that was the first impression I got of a few. Just a handful, and sometimes it wasn't like always the singer. It wasn't like I was looking at the singer and thinking, "Oh, that's the guy that's always." Sometimes it was like the horn player, but you could just tell. You could just you tell, could just right? tell by their sandals. Okay. Or by, or by the, well, but there was some, issue. there was some, you know, there was something in the air that said this person would be annoying at a party if they got <laughs> hold of an acoustic guitar. Um, so, but other than those two very minor complaints, <laughs> oh generally speaking, I think the UK punk scene, a uh, UK scar scene. Uh, is really good. There's loads of really good bands. There's it's, loads of good stuff going on, and there's obviously a big audience for it. Yeah, and you can tell that like the gigs will be a lot of fun, yeah. even though I always leave the room. Yeah, <laughs> before, but this before is a, this them. is a this is a weird preconception that you've had that I've had as well. To yeah. be honest, but it's time to let go. It sounds like no, of course it is. Like. Yeah, okay. And so, yeah, so I think that's, that's tr- so the UK scene I think is good. The American scene though, yeah, I, it's exactly that. It's exactly what you said really. It's 
it's that you sort of think, oh, wow, I found this thing again. I bet there's loads of really brilliant yeah. bands. And, and of course there are, but I think they do tend to fit. Most of the really good bands tend to be like Corrupt Vision. They're things that mm. are more the crack rock steady side of things. They're, they're, they're doing slightly something different. Less poppy yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's yeah. the other thing. Like the big, the things that have gotten big, like really big and looking more at the America stuff is the stuff that seems to have regressed somehow. So like you say, Catbite seemed to be Jesse J with a mild horn. Um, that's that sounds, that it was a, sound like I don't a think they've got a horn player, but if they had one, it would be mild. <laughs> <laughs> also, I feel like I just said Jesse J with a mild erection, and it's all gone wrong. Um, and then, and yeah, and that Kill Lincoln one that seems a bit like Newfound Glory with a horn again. So did that joystick one. I'm sure that the joystick song that we listen to a is a Newfound Glory song, but I can't find it. So it makes me yeah. think that they've ripped off a Newfound. Like I was. I could hear what you, was coming next. You jumped next. up and you went straight to your New Found Glory album collection. Well, don't tell everyone it. I've got that. <laughs> I already admitted to like and scar. <laughs> but but, uh, yeah. but yeah, but it's it's really interesting to hear people like trying to take it somewhere else and do something slightly different with it. Corrupt Vision are fucking yeah. insane. And I, I, that's true of all types of music. And in a lot of ways, you could argue all, t- particularly you know, punk music has been done, guys. Yeah. Like I don't know if you I don't know if you realize that, but there's not a lot of well, places you can take it. So. Anybody doing anything different with any aspect yeah. of punk, whether it be a pop punk or whether it yeah. be metallic hardcore, if you're doing something different, then that's much more important than being but, good, I think, but, at this point. Well, and also, I mean, in that documentary we referenced last week, um, the Scar documentary kind of indicated like it kind of died when too many people were doing all the same thing. There wasn't really any way you could take it. And whilst there are people taking it in different directions, also, like, credit to the people that are just doing it well. Because I think actually a lot of the bands in the UK at the minute, some are doing it really different and some are doing like maybe something slightly interesting with it. But a lot of people that are big and are doing well are just doing it really well. Yeah. And I think... You know, you don't need your scar to be groundbreaking, to be honest, as long as it's good. That's the opposite of what I just said. Yeah, but, no, but, but I'm, I, I, I am going to agree with you. I think I am going to agree with you. I think it's good when it moves things forward. Like you say, in all music, it's, it's better to keep moving things forward. But sometimes I can just appreciate especially with Scar, because when it's good, it's immediately good. You feel it, it makes you happy, you want to dance like a prat, and I think for a long time we've decided in our minds that, oh, we're beyond that. But we're not. No one's beyond that, if you're Mm. open to doing it. And I think in the last couple of weeks we've just realised, actually, there's a lot of love there. There's a lot of things that I really like about Scar. And... Goodness me, there's a there's a whole genre of music I've been ignoring for 10 years. I can't wait to go and find out what bands I've missed. Interestingly, when I listened to the In Defense of Scar podcast, yeah. and they talked to the guy from The Slackers, mm-hmm. I can't remember his name, Vince someone, uh, he was talking about, he's really cool, he's really fun to listen to talk, he's mm-hmm. a really cool guy. But he was talking about how when they first started The Slackers and there was a bunch of bands who were kind of picking up on this Scar sound, and this was early, really. I mean, they didn't get big until after scar was big but yeah um he was saying that they just wanted to play like dance dancing music they wanted music that people could dance to yeah like and he talked about it in this way that made it sound like this really noble cause Mm. to just create music that people could dance to in a world where there wasn't that much really i mean you could say dance music but even but but not in the alternative like punk or gig yeah. scene yeah and so in that context if you look at scar as just something that is supposed to be enjoyed yeah purely just enjoyed doesn't have just to make to a have point fun, yeah doesn't have it, to be progressive yeah and in so many ways you could argue that as a style of music just being played as is yeah if you look at it as just a dance music yeah it doesn't have to be that great and like 
you, you could say the same to some extent about most styles of punk. You could say the same mm. about pop punk. But in a lot of ways, it, that's not really dance music. Of course, people dance to it. And it's the same with like hardcore. Well, hardcore is made so that people can do fucking karate kicks, mm. and that's boring. <laughs> Whereas at least Scar is made just to like get people off off their joy. chairs. Yeah. You know? And I, and I think that there is a real nicest that that I do think that we have to be a little bit careful with this idea of just like this is happy music so therefore it causes us joy there is some truth to it but it does fall into the, you fall into the trap a little bit of it almost being like a self-help thing you know self some of those really like the secret or something it sort of says basically just think yourself happy oh I just see. Go, if you just tell yourself you're happy every morning you're going to be happy yeah. and that's really damaging i think to people's yeah. mental health whereas actually in reality you've got to look at the world in a completely different way but we can't get into that <laughs> but um but you know in a way scott you know there is there is a real purpose to like sad music sad yeah. music can provide you with an awful lot of comfort yeah and catharsis and catharsisism. Yeah. But but you need <laughs> you know I mean. but but in the same way that like really brutal hardcore music doesn't make you a violent person, no. really happy ska music doesn't make you a happy person. And to some extent, you do have to pretend there is a bit of cosplaying going mm. on in the context of you say, "Well, I'm going to a dance party with some ska bands, and yeah. I'm going to dance and smile." And I, I suppose I, I bring that up more because I'm not sure. I'm on the fence about. I wonder what you thought about whether filling yourself up with joyous happy music does it provide you with a true sense of joy not if that's all you listen to i would say mm. can you imagine like and this is why and this is why this is why the last two Aldea, weeks have been so depressing no no no, no but this is why a scar all day <laughs> too much d- no matter how much i like scar i don't think i could ever do a scar all day yeah because you need breathing space from it i think i need breathing space from an all day full stop yeah but i think like scar is a lovely interlude. Scar is a nice majority, maybe, but I don't think I could do a whole day of it because at some point, especially if like, because you need a bit of downtime. You don't want your downtime to be like, then associated to one of those bands and be like, oh no, they're the miserable band. They're not a miserable band. It's just you needed downtime at that point, and they were like the least upbeat band. Maybe I don't know. It just, you, I don't think you can be do you pretend think, happy for a whole fucking day. But do you think that listening to happy music can make you happy? Or do you think that's too simplistic? I think it can. Hmm. I think it can. I think I but used I think to you... think. I, I'm saying this really just because I used to think that it was a nonsense. Oh. But I think that, and partly this is because the sun has come out a few times over the last <laughs> couple of weeks. And we said and this you are before. Reading a book called Happy. I'm reading a book called Happy, and I just finished one called The Power of Joy. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, yeah, you know, make of that what you will. But yeah. um, but the sun has come out. Yeah. We've been listening to Scar. Yeah. I'm still sure that the scar is making the cat happier. So the cat has been happy. The cat has been happy. She does her horns. I think, I think that we've both been in a good mood. And yeah. I think that to some extent, I, I just wonder, and I have no answer for this, but I wonder because I would have always, be, always been very cynical for all the reasons I just said about mm. the sort of self-help movement type of attitude. Yeah. I would have been really cynical about the idea that happy music can actually make you happy. But um, I think that I've been happy the last two weeks more than I was before I brought Scar into my life. And that won't last forever. But I think that there's something there that even if a miserable shit like me can be made happy by listening to a happy type of music, there must be some sort of vague truth in it. There must be something in it. There must be. It won't do everything, of course. It's not going to sort your life out. No, and I don't think it's long term. That's the thing. I think, And I think this might be why people then go on to... One of the reasons why people... 
Go on to kill themselves. No, <laughs> don't listen to Scar extensively only for a long, long, long time, maybe. Yeah. Maybe you do find yourself needing to find something else. And sometimes it is the opposite to Scar that suffices that need. But but that being said, having not listened to it for so bloody long, what an idiot I was. Um, and it's been a joyous couple of weeks listening to Scar. Well, with that in mind, shall we play some more joy? Yeah. This is a band called Till I'm Bones. Whoop, whoop. Uh, they're from Dartford. I think they're actually from the southeast, but their band camp says Dartford. Shout out to Dartford. Yeah? Yeah, Dead Anyways used to practice <laughs> in a place in Dartford. Good. It's kind of a nothingy sort of place, but there's something beautiful about Dartford. There's nothing beautiful about Dartford. I was about Dartford. to say, there's very little beautiful about Dartford. I think Dartford. I miss Kent sometimes. I think I must have gone wrong. I think it's all this scar. I think it's making me miss Kent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyhow, they're from the southeast. This song is called... I have never been more disappointed in anything, brackets, than I am in all of you right now. And I've got to say, I've never been more disappointed in anything than you making me say that long of a bloody <laughs> song title. But anyway, it's a single. It's the only song they've got out. It's available on their band camp and it's fantastic. Yay. So this is Till I'm Bones.
episode of Breakfast Punks, especially another Scar episode. Um, I don't know if anyone was wanting another Scar episode, but I hope we have quenched your need for a second Scar episode no, pro- or just some more the, Breakfast I pr- Punks. I promise there won't be a third As Scar much as episode. we've enjoyed Scar, that is the end of our <laughs> Scar episodes for now. Um, if you've got any feedback for us or anything you'd like to say, please let us know at shamcityroasters at gmail.com. We've got a mailbag section we now, have a guys. Mailbag now. And you've heard how much effort we put into making a jingle for it. Yeah. So now. I can't remember how it goes now. We, no, me neither, but da, it's fine. Da, da, we've got it now. Once we've got it, da, da, I can da, just. Da, da, I'll cut and paste. I'll cut and paste. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. So please, just send us. Chat to us. Talk us about Scar. We've, talk talk about Joy. Talk about anything. Ask us we questions. We have proved that we will read it aloud. Yes. So your messages will not be sent in vain. Um, if you've got topics or any, or even just like a little hot take that you'd like to just discuss at the beginning of the episode, that yeah. could be something we start doing. We are led by you, our lovely listeners. Yeah, well, we're not because we've just done a second episode about Scar, <laughs> which no one asked for. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also have a Patreon. So thank you to our patrons uh, or patreons that already support us in that way and if you'd like to please go over to breakfast punks podcast on the patreon website i don't know how you get there otherwise patreon.com forward slash breakfast punks podcast there you go rehearsed really well um and if you donate money to us we'd be very grateful and anything more than three pounds a month gets you an extra monthly episode um where we just babble more um which i'm sure everyone would really like. not about scar but maybe about scar i don't think we've ever mentioned scar on that episode not yet not yet <laughs> no, but we won't do it again i promise <laughs> Remember that we are doing a set uh, at Manchester Punk Festival. Oh my goodness, I think that'll be the next thing that we do. It's going to be the next thing that we do, so Jeez. please come and see us talk. We are on Friday, the first day before any of the bands play, I think, at the Sandbar, mm-hmm. and we're on at somewhere between two, three or four look around at those your times. App. Come on, Just be a modern go person and look at your app. app via the MPF <laughs> website. Find out when we're playing. We're after Hello and Hoof. We're before someone else. They're all very proficient. We'll be sandwiched in the middle. Please do talking stay. Talking about Scarpunk. No, no more Scarpunk. <laughs> but please do come and see whatever we're going to talk about. Anything else, David? Uh, no, just a song. Woo-woo, to finish music. us off with. Um, finish you off. Uh, this is from a uh, compilation which our friend Johnny has just put out on his Inner Magic DIY. Yay. Um, it's called Pride by the Seaside. Yeah. Uh, it's got a couple of bands on it that you might have heard of. Oh. Some bunch of Muppets called Comeback Clip. Way. Some other bunch of Muppets called Haste. Uh, but it's also got a song by a band who I've never heard of in my life before called Swords of Thought. Um, I don't know where they're from. I don't know anything about them. But Johnny asked us to play a song from this compilation and this was my favourite. Fantastic. So I decided to play this one. The song is called Blackest Armour. You should get hold of this compilation if you can from the Inner Magic DIY uh, Bandcamp page. The CDs are all sold out. But you can still give a little bit of money to get this wonderful compilation. And all the proceeds are going to Sugar Rush in Ramsgate, uh, which needs your support. Yes, and, it is. And so this is the final song on that compilation. Mm-hmm. It's by Swords of Thought, and it's called Blackest Armour, and we will see you in two weeks' time, or hopefully at MPF. Whoop, whoop. Mm-hmm.